Today is Thursday, December 6th. It's really going to expose my uneducated mess of a mind that I oh, have in dude. sports. Man, you were, you were shooting here, and you hit, like, here. Am I just a dumbass? Which, you know, is very possible and actually might be a real thing. Your wrist position in neutral is actually not straight. Your wrist position in neutral is at a 15 to 20 degree incline. How close was your relationship with Campbell? He's personable, he's definitely a player's coach. It's weird that like someone would break up with you when uh, there's so much chaos. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> you got proposing childbirth microtransactions? <laughs> All right. So let me tell you about the reproductive system. If the first thing that you notice during someone's orgasm is the smell. There's <laughs> a question that needs to be asked. Untitled After Dark. Hello, hello, everybody. Um, I look tired. Uh, I'm realizing this. I haven't actually looked in the mirror uh, at all today, basically. Uh, and just now seeing this, I look tired. Um, I think uh, Finn can give us what today is, right? Today is Thursday, December 6th, and you're watching the Untitled Underqualified Podcast live at twitch.tv slash countrybar33. In all fairness, it really isn't December 6th. It's just, it's, I feel like this is just going to be a long-running joke that will last the entirety of the episode. Um but uh, today is actually Thursday, August 26, 2021. It is 9.35 in the Central Time Zone. Uh, you have just, you heard from Finn. You can find him on Twitter at SkiDap. Um, you can find the entire podcast uh, on Twitter also at UUnderqualified. And you can also search Underqualified Podcast on YouTube and you should be able to find every single episode we've ever done. Even ones that weren't broadcasted live. That's the beauty of it. You get to see bonus footage too. Unfortunately, I didn't get around during for my summer project. I didn't get to, around to doing it. What I wanted to do was to create um, a best of or explaining some of the episodes, but that never happened. Uh, but we have that uh, what uh, Finn calls a highlight reel now, which is the opening that if you're watching live or if you've seen on YouTube, you uh, see it at all. It's kind of got highlights some really good moments from our streams too. It's not an entirely greatest greatest hits, but um, it'll do for now. Um, I'm Jason. I believe I still am. Uh, my mind is a little bit mush uh, because it's the first week of school and holy crap, it's been busy uh, for me. Uh, and I'll explain a little bit later on the show why it's been so busy. Um, and also, in all fairness to us, because of how busy we are, we actually just hopped in the Discord call about uh, at 9.29. Remember, we go live at 9.30, so... Uh, Prepare to be as underqualified as possible this time. Um, so Finn actually texted me while I was on campus earlier today. He's like, yo. At I, like 7.30. Was it? I have no idea what time it was. It was, was so stupidly late, dude. Uh, he's like, yo, we got a topic for tonight? I'm like, I haven't honestly thought about that tonight. What do you got? He's like, I want to talk about motorsports. I was like, oh, huh, hmm, hmm. Hmm. Weird, weird thing. I know this is so. I mean, I know you follow people and are closely associated with some people on Twitter to actually follow motorsport and cover motorsports. I think they're like journalists for motorsports, aren't they? Yeah. At, at Always Race Day and uh, at CF Changs Nine. Check them out on Twitter. Yeah. So you you 
know people that are in motorsport. Um, we actually had an episode where it opened up with uh, the safety of NASCAR. Um, that was earlier in the year because it was the 20th anniversary. We went live on the 20th anniversary of uh, Dale Earnhardt Sr.'s uh, death. We um, planned that back when we started the podcast. Of course. Everything we've ever done has ever <laughs> been planned. And if anybody ever tries to tell you otherwise, tell them you're wrong and tell them that you should never open your mouth. Never mind. Don't do that. Don't be mean. Don't be nah, mean. Tell, be nice. Just tell them that they're wrong. Like, throw something at them and run away. It doesn't matter what it is. You could do it the Finn way or you could do it my way. Um, I can't control exactly what decision you make, so... Uh, have fun. Have fun with every. Have fun with every decision you make, and have fun with every consequences you may face for the decision you make. So anyway, um, see, he told me that um, he's been actually learning about Formula. Uh, if you watch Talladega Nights, uh, the Ballad of Ricky Bobby, uh, Sasha Baron Cohen makes a, a good uh, stereotypical French man. Uh, I think he's French. I have no idea what it is. Uh, but Formula One, he's been uh, pay, talk, uh, paying attention a lot to that or learning about it. And I'm intrigued. I, I want to know exactly what you've been learning and why you decided to learn about Formula One. Why, for, uh, why, why did you pick motorsport and why did you pick Formula One? What brought you to it? So Formula One's really fast. Like, stupid fast. NASCAR's fast. Don't get me wrong. They go like, what, 200 mile an hour? Yeah, they, go, they can go 200. Formula One's like stupid fast. Because they'll have like a 30 meter straight and they're going like 300 down it and then have to do a hairpin turn and then go 300 mile an hour. Are you sure you're not looking at kilometers per hour? That's hey man, I 300 kilometers per hour. I don't even, I don't even care. I I need to explain. I see high numbers. I see high numbers and I go, that's sick. No, I actually don't know how fast F1 goes. I believe just like 300 kilometers. I just watch uh, the occasional F1 crash highlight video, and I'm all like, <laughs> I'd never do that. Have you seen, though, like how the cars basically explode when they crash? Yeah. It's kind of scary. Which is actually pretty, it's, it's scary, but it's also kind of sick, because they're, like, the explosion looks like the safest explosion you've ever seen. You know what? You're kind of right. You're actually kind of right. It's like it's it's like it's like wow. They look really There's bad. There's no way he's hurt. They look really bad, but I mean, how are you supposed to make an explosion not really bad? I mean, unless you consider yeah. your, your engine cuz your engine is tiny explosions, controlled oh, yeah. contained explosions, yeah. but still like these things like because of carbon fiber, when carbon fiber breaks, it kind of just shatters and, you know, there these cars are carbon fiber cars and even IndyCar um the American open-wheeled, uh, or North American, I should say, North American open-wheeled racing series. Um, ah, IndyCar. IndyCar, yeah. Um, actually, my sister once went to the Indy 500, and there was a really big accident where somebody went airborne. She was in the infield, um, but she was able to grab a piece of the car because it, like, it shattered. And I, I still have it somewhere in my parents' house. I don't know where it is, but in reality, I was thinking about it as I learned more about carbon fiber. I really shouldn't have that piece because it exposed carbon fiber. If you cut it or it shatters, it's actually it, really it, hazardous. Apparently, I've learned it's 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 like porcelain. It's like worse porcelain. Have you ever have you ever dropped a porcelain plate? Yeah, I have. Have you ever like gone to pick it up and like for the next like three days your hands are just itchy? Yeah. Carbon fibers like that, but mm-hmm. worse. Yeah, you're no, you're exactly right. 
You're exactly right. And, and I guess and I'm pretty sure carbon fiber can kill you. <laughs> yeah, I've actually heard that you're supposed to whenever you're working with carbon fiber and actually cutting it and, and I don't know fabricating wearing like, wear like welding gloves. You're supposed to wear gloves and you're also supposed to wear a mask. Because you're not oh, yeah. supposed well, to be breathing in. And that's just that because in. of the dust. You're not yeah, supposed to be it's... breathing in because apparently that can cut the inside of your lungs. The little tiny carbon fibers can cut the inside of your lungs. That's insane. Like you wouldn't really uh, think about it. And that and that's somewhat similar to stone, aside from like what it does, you know. when you're working with any kind of material really you should be wearing a mask if you're going to be cutting it and there's going to be dust flying through the air because yeah it's just being safe it's just being precautious Nah, i want to call 1-800 mesothelioma i mean i do want to die however i want my death to be painless (laughs) um then you shouldn't be watching formula one then (laughs) then well because Formula but, One can be, fr- if, if you, I don't know how invested you are, and if you're not that invested, then you really don't I'm care. Not, then, I well, like, I like, I like Ferrari cars, but I don't know exactly about their car. Oh, you lot. would have hated Ferrari last season because Ferrari was straight trash last season. Straight trash. I've heard that they're trash a lot of years, but I've heard it, a lot of it has to do with their cars being super middle of the road and never an extreme, which tends to be. You know, it's the safe option, but at the same time, if you don't have the drivers that can take advantage of the safe option, you know, consistently. Let me me tell you about how I learned about um, Formula One more recently. So I used to actually watch Formula One in the early 2010s. And this is back when uh, Red Bull was the big team and Sebastian Vettel um, won, like, was basically winning everything. And this is also when the the cars were very high-pitched. And I was always like, man, you know, people, the the Europeans and the hardcore F1 fans, they love what they call the V10 era. The ones that had the very high, like that one. Um, the early 2010s would have been when they still had skirts. So it was pretty much a level playing field at that point. You know, basically whoever the best driver is. Uh. I wouldn't really know that much about it, in all honesty. I watched it, but I didn't really know exactly the because it, it, it it's this is going to be a weird thing to say, but if you actually know Formula One, this makes a lot of sense. Formula One is a very political sport. Yeah, very political in the fact that not you know not politics as in you know they're very conservative, they're very liberal. No, it's very um. There's a lot of bad blood between teams. Um, there's a lot of... And, and they try to exploit... People try to exploit the rules as far as they can. And the and Formula One is a sport that is under the FIA. Uh, FIA. Um, and I can't say what the FIA stands for because it's in French. And my French is awful. I know nothing about French. Just know that it is the governing body of world motorsports. Kind of like FIFA is the governing body of... of uh, soccer or football if you're not in the united states um so in other words it's incredibly corrupt and people are getting arrested daily got it you might be right actually i'm not entirely sure it may not be public but it might be it actually might be happening um and it's also fifa is also french which is why i can't say it so you know fia and fifa they're both french i believe um and so the fia has certain very 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 strict rules on you know everything um on how much money you can spend that that's new this season how much money you can spend per, per team um they have rules on what you could put on the car what modifications you could put on the car 
They have rules on making the shape contact. of the car. Yeah, the shape of the car. They have rules on make, uh, making contact with other drivers on the track. They have rules about corner cutting. Wheel size. Wheel size. It's a very, very governed sport. A very, very regulated sport. Yeah, regulated. It's a very regulated sport. And the team principals is what they're called. They're not the team owners. They're team principals, basically the general managers of, of these teams. They try to dig up dirt on other teams, see what they're doing. Um, and the big thing right now is Red Bull versus Mercedes. And in the late... And I know why. Go ahead. Go ahead. I want to. I want. So the big deal with Red Bull versus Mercedes is actually technically Red Bull versus Mercedes and Aston Martin, except that Aston Martin, I assume, sucks. Aston Martin used to be so in the early 2010s. It was Red Bull Renault. Sorry, Red Bull Renault. Uh, R E N A U L T. It's a French automaker. Um, I don't. I believe. I don't believe they sell any vehicles in North America. Maybe Canada, but I don't. I don't really. I've heard. I've heard of the brand, but I don't know. I don't know anything about any street models. Um, no, actually, Nissan uh, in the I believe mid or late two thousands merged with Renault, so they actually kind of operate together. Um, they probably they probably collaborate a lot on uh, Formula E and like electric uh, electric cars like that because I know Nissan is very invested in. Um, What's the really big race? Uh, the really long one. Le Mans? Yeah. yeah. Le Mans, which was actually this yeah. past weekend. Oh, Le Mans. Um, actually, it's actually weird. Uh, it's weird to say this. Um, Nissan actually hasn't been in like big motorsports in, in a few years. I haven't seen. Not their GTRs. They stopped fielding the GTRs in, in their um, what they call the GT3 class of um, the World Endurance Championship. Um I like GT3 class racing because it's basically, okay, take your typical street car, you know, your Corvettes, your, um, they used to use the GTs, but not anymore, your Porsche 911s, your um, Audi, uh, no, they don't use Audis, um, anyway, you know, Audi 500s, your, your, your typical, your typical sports cars, but street legal, take that car and turn it into a race car, but like actually keep the body and everything like that. Basically, it's just. I think even you have to keep the same engine. I'm not so sure. It's, so it's so it's basically NASCAR, but with the same engine. It's basically NASCAR, but with the same engine. Yeah, with the, I think it has the same engine of the actual manufacturer. I'm not entirely sure. Um, it's basically NASCAR, but actually the cars actually look like that. You what you would find on the road. You're you're those cars. Anybody anybody driving around in a neon green race car going. <laughs> Those cars are actually like what ricers want to be, <laughs> but they're actually good say, cars. Can we say ricers? Um, like, I think we can because ricers. I, I feel like we can because it's kind of gone past what it originally meant, right? Rice stands for race-inspired cosmetic enhancement. I believe it is. Yeah, that's not that's not where the name came from. Eh, well, but it's what it is. I now. do. I do appreciate that there's now an acronym. Um, okay. <laughs> you know, I don't think Ricer has been offensive. I think Ricer is only offensive to Ricers. It so. comes. It comes from. Uh, it comes from uh, the fact that you'd see a lot of uh, imports turned uh, into Ricers. I can see that. Nobody really sees it that way though anymore. I mean. Y- 
I mean, come to small town America. Ricer though is <laughs> if you look at rice, and you know I've seen rice here in 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 my college town, um, both in my rice cooker and also on the streets. Um, but it's not so much the big the big American vehicles that were like modified, which these were big. These were big. Neon, Dodge Neon, Chevy Cobalt. Yeah, those yeah. things. If you if you were around in the late two thousands, paying attention to the streets, you'd find more modified neons and cobalts than you would Civics. People still modify their Civics to hell because you know Honda makes vehicles that are heavily modifiable. You could probably take it. And they're cheap. You ever think? Honda made a Type R Accord, an Accord in Europe. See, Honda just likes having their vehicles modifiable, and it's actually good to know that they're back in Formula One. They haven't been; they've been they were absent for a while, um, for a very long time. But now they they aren't really actual race team; they just supply the engines. And so Red Bull is actually one of them that uh, uses Honda engines. And Red Bull is also a team that has a very high rake. For those of you that don't know what rake means, it is the angle that the car takes in reference to the ground. So a high rake has a very aggressive angle where the back end of the car, back end of the bottom of the car, I should say, is significantly higher than the front end of the car. If a car is completely parallel to the ground, it has zero rake. Mercedes-Benz is a team that has low rake. So back when you started watching Formula One, I'm pretty sure that they still had skirts or skirts were legal at the time and skirts were skirts created uh basically they enhanced the amount of uh under of uh under care uh, downforce that was able to be created there was less low pressure air going in underneath uh the body of the car because nothing was able to come in through the sides but those were banned because those cars had too high turning speeds it was incredibly dangerous. Like it genuinely is a good thing that they got that they banned them because otherwise there would have been many more crashes. If you notice, a lot of the crash compilations have skirts, or at least the ones that I've seen. Maybe I mean I'm sure there's hundreds of crashes that I've never seen. I, I like the but, point that you're making about uh, early 2010s versus now about how uh, cornering speed and everything like that. Lap times. Oh, and it gets e- it gets even deeper with tires because the 2021 tire rule change that happened. Yep. Cars are going to be slower next season. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Is it, are we still in the 2020 season? We're still we're still, we're in the 2021 season. For 2022, that's when the new the new car comes out. Oh well, yeah. But the tires changed this year. Did they change this? I thought they changed next year. Actually, the car already changed this year because there was a 2021 rule to break. And here's how it changed. And this is why Mercedes has been struggling. Mercedes has been struggling because they typically run a longer car because mm-hmm. they run a low because they run a low rake. And it's legitimately the amount of downforce that you're able to generate. And I can't remember the exact term to use for all of the low pressure air that's coming in underneath the body of the car. But the amount of downforce that a car is able to generate is directly proportionate to area. So if you have a car that has a lower rake, what do you do? Make it longer. 
you make it bigger. But if you have a car that has a higher rake, it already has a higher downforce that's being generated on it. Just, just by default, because there is more area underneath the car. And for it's, not, it's not the body of the car. I should have specified. It's not the body of the car that matters. It's the amount of area that is underneath the car, period. And Formula One made it so that essentially there's a small triangle of uh, the backs of the side pod right in the back. You know, the side pod where a lot of the cooling happens. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking um, about. Where a lot, you know, a lot so, of the cooling, so for, yeah, a lot so of the electronics happens. There, there, there. there are little, should we call them holes, intakes? What do we call them? There's air intakes in on the side of every F1 car, and those are called the side pods. The side pods are used to cool mainly the electronics because those require the least amount of cooling as compared to, say, like a combustion engine, you know? With the halo, though, and and for anybody who's not... Actually, you know what? I'm going to pull up a picture of a current F1 car, and, and we're going we're gonna to actually... We're going to examine I totally here. forget what the halo is. The, halo's, the halo is the, uh, the, the top part above the engine, right? The, no, the halo goes above the the um, the driver's compartment. Uh, oh, so yeah, and and I I feel like it would be best for me to pull up an image here, um, for people to look at. So we we need to actually look <laughs> at a, at a Formula One car here. So uh, a six four fusion. <laughs> like uh, I'm gonna look at a 2021 car. We got Circle Herc in the chat. Everybody, welcome Circle Herc. I think our one and only moderator that isn't me. Let's see, I'm trying to find just a side view of a car. Uh, Google Images is actually kind of failing me today. I'm um, 100. I'm 120 percent not not sure what the halo is because again, I, I'm a, I'm a big fan of the physics, but a lot of the actual like stuff that racing well, fans would know totally totally like lost on. The halo though actually is a it, it is a physics component, and it actually does. Oh, yeah. contribute, I mean, it does contribute to downforce too. I guess everything gonna, everything to the shape definitely like has to do you know affects the physics of it but like i yeah i'm gonna have stuff like halo and i'm gonna have to use this image um just because i can't find a a very good so let me let me switch this over here um share your screen yeah uh so let me do this here share screen we're gonna share uh, this one Okay, so and I'm gonna so you can see it, and then I'm gonna put this on OBS here. Um, Is it that black bar looking thing? Uh, let me take. A, let me. Do, do, do. All right, so uh, let me just disable, disable the inner overlays. Uh, I really, need, I really need to make a new scene for this. Uh, wow, you do because we, rare, we rarely, there. rarely do we actually screen share though. So that's why it's untitled, uh, underqualified. Yeah. So, Name stands all right. Let's go. Let's go over this. So, the halo is this. Uh, I don't know if you can see my mouse. I don't know the bl- you... the black thing. Yeah, it's this part okay. here, and this okay. was and uh, this was added to the cars after the death of a driver named Jewel Bianchi. Um, he this, before old. If you think of open wheel race cars, you mm. think you know. I don't know if you ever thought about this, but when I was younger, I always thought about what happens if they flip because their their head is exposed. Oh, it's a roll bar. It's it's a, it's a roll bar, but it also acts as a protection against 
a flying wheel at you because that actually happened. De- uh, debris hit a driver in the uh, in the IndyCar series, and that killed him also. So it was a combination of uh, deaths in open wheel racing that prompted the use of of this halo. IndyCar uses a, a similar thing, but they they use a uh, I believe they call it the windscreen. And oh, you mean the glass? Yeah, it's not entirely glass, but it's it's protective. Or whatever it is, it, it's it's protective, so it's actually enclosed. Uh, so this is what, this is what the doesn't halo the top is. of their head like stick out? Uh, no, their their head doesn't stick out. So these things protect the driver's head. Mm. Um, I'll see if I can bring up a uh, Indy car. Right. Let me see if I can find one. Uh, okay, here we go. Here's a good one. Uh, let's open it in a new tab. Hopefully, it's a big. That's a terrible. Oh no! Yeah, yeah, I see it. But I, I personally see yeah, it. Yeah, there's a yeah, there's a windscreen there that they. I think they call it the windscreen. No, that's that. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. It it looks it looks like a slanted piece of glass where their yeah. head is kind of sticking out a little. Pers- bit. Yeah. I'm not a driver. Um, I've only driven go karts in my own vehicle. Um, mm. I've never actually raced my own vehicle. Probably won't ever. But uh, you know, I've raced go karts. Um, which is you know not anything similar to anything like this. It's so I don't really know. Thing. I don't really know how, <laughs> from the driver's perspective, which is better or not. From a, a a fan or from a just somebody's viewpoint, I would think that this little halo column, I think, is what they call it, the little centerpiece here, would be in the way, wouldn't you think? I don't know if you see, can see, I'm, see this. I'm part not. A, I'm not 100 sure about that. I genuinely would have to like take a, a good look at. A current car. See, I can't judge it based on playing F one twenty any of the F one games in the in the past two or three years because I think they implemented the Halo in twenty eighteen. Um, because it's not an ac- I've heard it's not an accurate representation of what the drivers actually see because I've heard that maybe the I've heard that the drivers can actually see around this column right here. Um, but I don't I don't know. In in the game, it's really in the way. Um, I keep it on just for immersion. But you know, I I I don't I don't know from mm. from from a, a just if you were thinking about it, wouldn't you want the windscreen just so you can see everything? It at the end of the day, it really comes down to you know whatever they say you're gonna do. You're gonna it's it's a safety. You have to have one because it's a safety issue. It's so weird for sure, me. To, sure, it's weird to, for me to even look at indie cars or or Formula One cars just from five years ago. Because those were open, those were exposed, and you just think about man, like it would be kind no, what of. I, it, it's so the way safety, it's it's a good safety equipment, and it's kind of equivalent to like nowadays. If you were to drive a car, it would be really weird for you to think about. Okay, like I'm gonna drive this car, and it doesn't have a headrest, or it doesn't have. Um, it does. It, it doesn't have a three port three point seat belt. You know, it just has a lap belt. It's so weird. Sure. That that's the way I feel about it. It's just weird for me to even see it that way anymore. Just because for me, I get used to safety innovations. Because in mm-hmm. motorsport, safety needs to be the number one thing. You could have the most boring to watch sport, motorsport, um, which is unfortunate. But as long as the drivers are safe. That, that's well, I mean, nice. I mean, you you can use uh, crash barriers as a great example. Formula One used to use hay bales as crash barriers. Yes, you're right. And then eventually they figured out that tires were the best way to go. Why? Because one, tires are rubber. Rubber rubber causes you to bounce. Okay, that's a good start. 
but suddenly somebody crashes into tires. They have to be dug out. What do you do? You cover the tires. Now those covered tires almost always cause you to bounce. Yeah, your car explodes, but that's what the car is meant to do. It's like how cars today, you know, street cars today are meant to crumple. It's a safety precaution. The car explodes. Suddenly I can't go anywhere. You're safe. Let me explain the car exploding too part. Th- having the car come apart during an, a crash is actually a very good thing because what it does is the, the more parts that are flying out, it's dissipating energy. And if you know anything about energy and being in a crash, if anybody's ever been in an accident, a, a crash, has everybody ever been in a crash? You have you, to transfer the energy somehow. Yes, and you don't want it to all go to you. Your body can only sustain a certain amount of energy and a certain amount of force that they call Gs. Um, it's been said that you that no human has ever died from a crash, but lots of humans have been die have been killed from the energy transferred upon impact of a crash. And you want to dissipate as much energy as you can. And how do you dissipate as much energy as you can? You have car or you have parts flying off of the car that's energy being dissipated you know when things explode when things come apart it takes energy for that to happen and what's that doing that's dissipating energy if the thing doesn't come apart all the energy is just being contained within that area you, you have need- kinetic energy that has to go somewhere so yes. what do you do you take that kinetic energy and you force it to go outwards and eventually because of how physics and the world works that kinetic energy is slowed down by friction creates heat energy sound energy whatever it's there's a there's tons of things that it will then create because energy cannot be what jason cannot be created nor can it be destroyed exactly so you have to figure out a way to to transfer it somewhere just like brakes and f1 brakes are an incredible example of figuring out physics you know thermodynamics Along with and and those things, man, like transfer those, of energy. Those things, holy, holy shit! It's it's they get insane. Like, a thousand degrees Celsius. A thousand up to twelve, up to twelve hundred. Think about it. Water boils at a hundred degrees Celsius, and they keep their brakes. If they had their way, they would keep their brakes at a minimum of four hundred degrees Celsius. In fact, there are regulations stating that your brakes cannot go below a certain temperature otherwise you're like otherwise you're gonna be in danger because you will be cooler brakes don't always equal cooler brakes don't always equal better stops because here here's how it works right and obviously i don't have to explain this to you but i'm explaining it to the average viewer hopefully in a way that they can understand because uh i'm back in my mode of teaching kids things and i want to do this but Think about it like this. You have all this kinetic energy that has been created by your car going 300 kilometers an hour. That's really freaking fast. I I know this is just for for the average person, but for me, hearing the word created and and energy in the same thing, be careful with that wording. I know what you mean, but be careful with that wording. Sorry, your engine has made your car go really fast, which has caused it to have a lot of kinetic energy the potential energy but the potential energy has turned so there's the physics i'm gonna go back to i'm gonna go back to physics one for you guys the potential energy in the gasoline has been turned into thermal energy which has been turned into kinetic energy which has been turned into 
thermal energy again by the brakes. And that's how that works. This kinetic energy has to be transferred into something and create and has to create something through another energy source. And what is that going to be? It's going to create heat through thermal energy. So everybody knows how a brake system works. It's hydraulics. Or I should say most brake systems are hydraulics because that's the easiest way to do it. Liquid cannot be compressed. It's very difficult to compress liquid. You cannot compress liquid. You will be hard stuck if you try to compress liquid. And so what happens is, you know, you press the brakes. Suddenly you have a master cylinder. And F1 cars have two master cylinders. I don't know about street cars. Street cars, I believe, only have one. But F1 cars have two master cylinders because the back one also goes to a computer. And, you know, street cars don't have a computer braking. <laughs> they do, actually. They do. Anti-lock brake systems are a computer. Is it really? Yes, anti-lock oh, brake damn. systems wow. are a computer. And I'll briefly explain ABS. I'll, I'll briefly explain that. ABS works by having the... Um, there are sensors in each tire. Or not each... Sorry, not each tire. Each wheel well. Um... That basically say, hey, okay, the driver has input the brake, you know, that has pressed the brake. The driver's pressed the brake. All right. I sense, say I'm the sensor, say the sensor is a human at this point. We're just making things really um, bare bones here. Oh. Careful with, careful, careful with using that word. I have to be careful with the wording, yes, for, <laughs> for, for intelligent people. Oh, sorry, not intelligent people. Very, very... People that are nitpicky. Yes, very, very smart people. Um, but for the normal average person, say I'm the sensor and, okay, driver has pressed the brake. Oh, driver is currently on the brakes. Hey, wheel, what are you doing? Are you spinning? Yes. Okay, good. Keep spinning. All right, all right, rear tire, are you spinning? No, I'm not spinning. You're not spinning, you not should not be spinning. Or you should or you should you should be spinning. Basically, when you're under braking, you want your tires to spin and keep rolling. When they stop rolling, you slide. When you slide, you lose control of the car. And so what the computer does is basically says, Okay, this wheel isn't spinning. I'm gonna pump the brakes. I'm going to in a very, very short span of time, press on the brake, open the brake, press it, open, open, press, open, like on, off, on, off, on, off. That's what happens sometimes when you're on your brake pedal and you brake hard. Sometimes you will feel feel it basically pumping or, I don't know, not clicking. I, I don't really know how to describe it, uh, a, a good Chugging. word to describe it. it, it you, chunks. Yeah, you, you, you feel the thumping, like it just pressing against you also. That's what the ABS system is doing. It's it's a computerized system. But okay, proceed with your uh, F one master cylinders and 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 I could actually and I can I could actually explain in a little bit more detail, which is actually good for the the average person to understand what happens when your steering system doesn't work properly and so and you have too much braking in one area. Um, but like so the so the back master cylinder goes to a computer. The computer takes off some of the stress from the hydraulic system. That causes the uh, that causes the pads to press onto the disc because you know you have brake pads that press onto a brake disc and that disc heats up a lot. And actually, in Formula One, the way that they dissipate that heat is they have holes that go to the center. So as it spins, it takes the air from the center, 
pushes it out through these holes and therefore quite literally has its own cooling system. It's not foolproof. They still will overheat and that is still a problem, but it is something that's very good. And it's kind of funny because uh, you kept saying that it's very hard to compress a, a liquid. The only way that you can compress a liquid like physically is if there's a gas in there. You know, if you gases have are, a high... gases are really easy to compress. It's it's true. Gases are very easy to compress. And the way that they get rid of gases in those systems is actually they have what's called a uh, uh they put the they they put the entire braking system at either seven o'clock or five o'clock because those have to be low to get the best uh you know break in. But the bleed nipple, which ironically was also uh my nickname in cross country in high school. Uh, has to be high and so it you know you open that you add fluid as you can as you press the brake and suddenly you have the air you know the gas gone and so that's something that's very important but the ba- but the basic thing is they have a computer a very powerful computer much more powerful than an anti-lock braking system and they also don't have an anti-locking braking anti-lock braking you are system. correct you are very correct they can lock like their tires can completely stop spinning and that's partially the point when they break their front tires will spin considerably less than their back tires because it's very typical for the weight coefficient uh or the weight coefficient why did i say that i feel like that's completely wrong but the weight for an F1 car is distributed mostly towards the front. And that's by choice because they will have more downforce being applied on the backside. And that's how, that's how it should be. Otherwise the back of the car will lift up. I want to, I want to actually, that's what the spoiler is for. I I actually want to challenge you a little bit on that. Um, I would think the weight would be more in the rear just because the engine is in the rear. I would think that the The engines in the middle, Actually, you are correct. They're in, it's in the middle. It's right behind the driver. But I would think that there's more weight in the back, just because. Not when it's driving. Well, when it's yeah, when it's driving. When it's driving, there is when it's driving, there is more force being produced at the front by weight. Yeah. There's more downforce at the back. Yeah. It's, because it, of, and that's what the spoiler is for. Because if you're going to have part of the car lift up, you want it to be the front. The front wing though also provides downforce. It's true, and that's. And that's a huge thing. And that's actually what causes the air to go up instead of underneath. And that's what, you know, that's what the front wing was, is for. If you, if those of you that are watching this live or on YouTube, uh, saw the picture that Jason brought up and that's an, that's an absolutely huge thing. But when you're moving forward, a lot of the force by weight will be caused or will be in the front. And so you need it. So typically you'll see F1 teams set their braking, uh, to about 55% in the front, 45% in the back. You know, just like around there, it's not going to be exact every race track, you know. Um, But let's say that the back fails. You know, the computer in the back fails. Suddenly, it's not able to brake as much in the back. You're going to understeer every single time. Mm -hmm. So if you're so if you lock in the back. So for layman terms if you lock in the back you don't have the proper amount of braking in the back 
right? Yeah, if, if the no. rear, the rear tires the rear tires will slide. Right. Yeah. So if the rear tires slide, you will spin, which would be too much braking in the back, mm-hmm. not enough braking in the front. And I was I was completely wrong with what I was about to say. F drive F one drivers can actually the the cool thing about their cars you will o- essentially you'll over you'll oversteer is what I'm saying. Yes. And you, you know you go on with your point. Yeah. I, I, it's and actually I think all. Higher motorsports have this. By the way, I think, uh, hello, Sheetap. You have said hi in the chat. I want to say hi to you also. And I'm assuming you're actually, I don't think you're saying hi to me. I think you're saying hi to Finn. But um, she is. And she's also texting me because it's storming where she's at. And she is anxious when it storms. It was actually very, very stormy earlier today. Um, No stormy Daniel stuff. But um, (laughs) um, all all higher motorsports, uh, IndyCar, NASCAR, Formula One, World Endurance Championship. whatever top tier motorsport you want to think about, they have, um, they can adjust, uh, I'm going to call it adjustable brake bias. I don't know what the actual term is. What they can do is that they can control the, uh, braking force or, or basically the amount of braking towards the front or the back tires. Uh, it's really cool. I'm not entirely sure how it works because I haven't really worked on vehicles or done much research on, on how it works on, on how they, I think it depends. I think it depends on each, I think it, it, it on each medium really yeah. because I think in it, F1 a lot of it has to do with the computer that that does that in NASCAR I'm not sure if they're allowed to have a computer. Yeah, like, uh, they have computers in there but um but do they have that I think specific the, I think the way that NASCAR does it is that what they turn is a a, a physical valve so it directs more mm-hmm. um brake fluid towards the back brake makes lines sense. towards that Makes sense. I think that's how they do it. I'm not entirely sure though. No, that no, that would make sense. But uh, basically, F1 is the top tier of technology. F1, they, is, they really are. F1 is you have to be very, very. That's why they call. That's why drivers they call their what NASCAR would call crew chief or uh, garage personnel. Formula One drivers call them the engineers because they are actual engineers. They are actually the ones working on the car, figuring out, all right, how do we get this much downforce in this corner? How do we get the car to turn this far? How can we get this much braking in the in the front without locking up the tires? How can we, you know, how can how can we how can we adjust the angle of the rear wing to maximize speed, but also make sure that the car can still turn? There's a lot of science and physics behind Formula One that there's a reason why I call Formula One the sport for rich people. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, look at, I mean, IndyCar is the is the direct North American equivalent, and it's already a sport for rich people. Not necessarily, because I just recently watched a video by Donut Media. Um, Have you ever seen Ford versus Ferrari? I haven't seen it yet. It's it, it feels like the the idea of rich people fighting rich people, and that was quite literally just to have a fast street car. That was for Le Mans, though. I mean, yeah, but that was back when Le Mans was like a lot of street cars. That is true. Yeah, it was. It was or like street equivalent. L- cars Le, Mans, right? Le Mans back then was more about the finding the best manufacturer for racing. 
which has kind it, of been that, lost now. And I kind of, I, I, it sucks that because I want, when I'm watching motorsport, this is why I like NASCAR also. Is NASCAR, you figure out, and, and the GT3 classes of the World Endurance Championship, you take the, you know, these people aren't building the cars from scratch. Chevy is supplying their Camaro chassis to NASCAR. Ford is providing their Mustang chassis to NASCAR. Toyota is providing their Camry chassis to NASCAR. So it's actually the manufacturer. That's why NASCAR, while lesser known, actually has a manufacturer's championship. Um, so, you know, Ford, it, it, NASCAR is about a, a lot less now, but that's just motorsport in general now. It's a lot Does less. Does Ford now. still use the Taurus for NASCAR? Is it a Mustang now? It's the Mustang. They haven't used the Taurus since 2006, I believe, or seven. I remember seeing a lot of Tauruses in a lot of videos that are used to talk about NASCAR. Yep. Taurus. And, and it, 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 even ESPN will talk about NASCAR and they'll show Ford Tauruses in there. It's like, well, here's the thing ESPN doesn't know anything about NASCAR anymore. They're so, they suck. ESPN, ESPN doesn't know anything sucks. about sports. ESPN just sucks now. Um, Dude, ESPN has managed to get rid of two massive Nick haters. Max Kellerman's gone from first take. The guy who goes, yeah, yeah. He the is, guy who was all like, "Oh, I expect the Knicks to get three wins this season," and then goes, "If they don't get a guy. first round playoff playoff win." Dude, he's not even a boxing guy. Honestly, he, like I follow boxing, he's not even a boxing guy. He his analysis is garbage. He's a good reporter for boxing. But he'll like throw in his opinion, and it's like, what? He was talking about like Mayweather versus Pacquiao. He goes, if Mayweather wins, it is an embarrassment to Pacquiao. It's like Pacquiao was injured. And then afterwards, he goes, you know, oh man, it was an incredible fight. You know, Pacquiao put up a great thing. And then Stephen A brought up that he was injured, and he goes, you couldn't even tell. Yeah, you could. Pacquiao looked old, he looked slow. Let's get back. It, let's know. get back on track here, though, because we we <laughs> can we can go on a rant about ESPN. No, ESP, ESPN sucks. We we can actually do an entire probably an hour and a Spam half on ESPN. On, on ESPN. Uh, it's it's it, it, that's a topic <sighs> for another day. Oh but, yeah, but the, it's I, I wish this still was more of a thing, more of a presence in motorsport. Is that let's find the best manufacturer. And that's why I was always looking forward to um, Le Mans, 24-hour Le Mans. It's, 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 for those people who don't know what the 24-hour Le Mans is, a 24-hour endurance race in France that takes place in France. Probably one of the, the biggest racing events in the entire world. You can have two cars, right? You can two have, cars per team, you, right? Uh, I'm not – I think it, it might be two. You might be right. It might be two cars. It's um, at least two, but I think I think it's two. Yeah, imagine – because I remember the first electric car that tried to, um, you know, like actually make it at Le Mans, and they had two, and they had two cars, and I, I want to say that it was a Nissan. Yeah, it was a Nissan. Yeah, because it was a huge, huge thing. Popular Science did like a, a six-page article on it. Because I, I remember that, and so that's the only thing, like, reason that I could even. You know, think of I, that. now that you now that you say it, I think they're actually. I think this actually was that happened. I they I remember I actually remember hearing. I think I don't know if they did fully electric or was it, it was just hybrid, but hybrid is the the Nissan one was fully electric. Fully it was electric. the first fully electric car at Le Mans. It was back in like 
2011 ish 2012 somewhere in there okay okay yeah somewhere right within that like three four year area but but anyway i just wish that especially you know lamal didn't have him last year due to the pandemic but in in the past probably three the, the three races so that would be 20 so 2021 was so 2021 2019 and 2018 you've seen the man, the the number of manufacturers in the top class cuz cuz this race has multiple classes of race i think it's four classes the top class which is like prototypes they they are literal prototypes they look like race cars they are built kind of like formula 1 cars i don't think they're as expensive though um, Formula One cars are ridiculously expensive. By that's the way. that's what the Nissan car competed in was the prototype class because obviously it's a prototype. <laughs> There's that plaque. So they called it. Uh, they they renamed it the hypercar class this year. I don't know. I really don't know what it means. But they renamed it the hypercar probably because they're better. You know. I don't know. I don't. I mean, yes, they are the top class. Better. They are the top class. Like they they beat everybody. They demolish everybody, which is to me is astonishing. That in I think '95. McLaren, the McLaren F1, won the entire thing. It won the entire thing. It beat a, the, Mc, a McLaren, a McLaren F1, let alone the McLaren F1. A McLaren F1 beat the it won the entire race. You could look this up, dude. It beat the prototypes, <laughs> and the, the and and I'm gonna get to the, I'm gonna get to what class the McLaren F1 it was in also. So there's there's the prototypes, the big pro the big fast prototypes. Then there's like what they call them the LMP2s, which stands for Le Mans Prototype Two. They're just lower powered prototypes. And then you get to the class below it. That's where you get to the GT3 class. What I call it the GT3. I don't think it's called the GT3 class so like anymore. The supercars. No, GT3 is streetcars. Uh, so, it's street- not, so it's not so it's not like a Ferrari, a Lamborghini kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, they're Ferraris. They're Ferraris. Uh, you know, Ferrari, uh, whatever the the Pista. I don't know. I don't know Ferrari three four fifty eight Italia. The, the, oh, what, yeah, what, uh, yeah, yeah, the yeah, Italia the four, series. Yeah, the four fifty. The Ferraris, the Mercedes, uh, Mercedes AMGs. Uh, I don't know what their sports Who knows cars. With Mercedes. Mercedes um, is all like yeah. The Mercedes five thousand ninety two XMB I, I L- SLS. I don't know what it was called. Yeah, they're, um, they're stupid. So there's that the Lamborghini Gallardo. That's what they field now. Um, Chevy uh, does. Chevy does the Corvette. The C, so it the so C. it is supercars. It's it's supercars. Is that what? It, supercars are streetcars. I would, I don't know if I'd call those supercars though. Because when I well, think it's super super supercars are those brands that are above muscle cars, you know, because you got the muscle cars and then you've got the ones that are high powered, but they're not like, you know, the big beefy sounding things. They just are high powered Corvettes. I consider Lamborghinis. I don't, I don't know though. I consider Al- some Audis. Here are the supercars I consider. I consider the McLaren F1 to be a supercar. I can play. I I consider the Bugatti Veyron to be a supercar. I consider the. Uh, Pagani Zonda in the Huayra to be supercars. I oh, those are in there. Those are in there for sure. But then there are more affordable supercars as well. I guess if you want to call it an affordable supercar, you can call it that. Because, um, you know, there's multiple levels. You know, you got the affordable muscle cars in like the, you know, the Dodge Challenger. And then you have all the way up to Hellcat. The Hellcat, by the way, is a stupid vehicle. I said it. Hellcat is a very stupid vehicle. I think it's also a Challenger. It is, a which challenge. is why they it's have so a chal- stupid. They have a Challenger and a Charger Hellcat. I have no idea what Dodge is doing right now, but 
dodge is just dodge is just like the dodge i like like, i like dodge (laughs) i like dodge because i love i drive a dodge i love their view on like on cars but at the same time they're idiots because they make unreliable cars also um but uh, so there, there's that the GT3, and then there's like the 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 GT3 amateur class, which is you know basically rookies, but they're running the same mm-hmm. kind of vehicles, except these vehicles have ABS. They have traction, or not ABS. Sorry, the the GT3s the GT3s have ABS also. The GT3 and the, and so do the GT3 amateurs, but the mm-hmm. amateurs also get t- traction control. So there's there's differences in that. It's basically a rookie class. But but that's what I, so so going back to like ninety I believe is ninety five the ninety five Le Mans, McLaren F one, beat the prototypes, they were in the GT three class, they beat the prototype twos they they beat the uh, LMP what they were I think called the LMP ones at the time the prototype ones the fastest ones. I still don't know how they did it, that nobody nobody has, nobody has done it since. It's crazy man, that's absolutely insane. It's, because with that race, again, it's 24 hours, and what they'd make you do, every I believe it's for every driver swap, because, of course, one person can't just complete the entire race by themselves. They they just, one, even if they could, it's against the rules. You have to have, like, I blink, I think they have a minimum of three drivers. Hmm. Um, but whenever they do driver swaps, they also make sure that, hey, you got to turn the car off, too. So you turn the car off, and then they have to restart it. So it's a, it's a, it's a, it's when they say endurance race, it's really an endurance race. It's an endurance race of driver and machine. You have to make sure that, and that's what I liked about it, liked about it more in the past than I do now. I'm not trying to sound like a boomer or anything like that, but <laughs> but you you definitely sound like an old head. You totally sound like I'm really not you know, trying like, oh. to say it because I do like progress, but at at this point, I don't know what progress is being made because you're not you're seeing less of the manufacturers. Mm-hmm. And because you know, even you know, Toyota, Nissan, Mercedes would and Audi would all make their own prototypes mm-hmm. and enter the prototype class. And so that was like, oh man, these people are actually building these cars and they are going to race them. Let's see which manufacturer is the best one. Toyota was always the worst because they would always break down on the last lap of 24 hours. They would break down on the last lap of a 24-hour race. They went 24 hours but couldn't make it to the finish They line. They went literally 23 hours and like X minutes. They Dude, went 23, 23 hours and like 59 minutes. That sucks. Multiple times. It's, Does Mercedes have a Le Mans car? They used to. I mean, they, they run the whatever. they really should because I tell you what, man. Mercedes has been struggling when it comes to... Mercedes has actually been struggling quite a bit, and and I'll tell you why. So you know they're a low rake car, and the new the new regulations for rake. Oh, for you know, going back to F one. Oh yeah, yeah, and and obviously like F one F one shapes are the shapes that are probably going to do the best at Le Mans because you're going you're going to get the furthest in the least amount of time. Uh, so reliability, it's, so it reliability to would be an issue though. Reliability would be an issue for that. And especially with Mercedes, because Mercedes is somebody who is a Mercedes is a manufacturer who struggles in traffic. Do you know why they struggle in traffic? Because their drivers suck. No, Mercedes drivers are actually pretty good. BMW drivers are worse. Never mind. Mercedes drivers are actually pretty good. And so when they are in traffic, they they're not good. 
And they're not good to no fault of their own. They're not good because of the car. Because Mercedes cars are awful when they actually have to draft when they actually have to uh, draft. Because you're intaking air from another car. You know what? I'm glad you we mentioned just ta- we just talked about cooling. I me- I'm pads, glad right? No, I'm really glad you mentioned intake because I actually saw a YouTube video of a guy who was documenting his journey about he used to drive a Ford Fusion and then he got his dream mm-hmm. car, which was a Mercedes. And then like within a year of driving it, it died on him. You know how it died? It, it cracked the radiator? No, it hydrolocked. And hydrolocking means water got in the engine. And remember what you said about liquids and compressing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. You know, you were going to break something. And you know how it happened? They hydrolocked by driving in heavy rain. Oh, my God. So literally just like, hey, man, I'm just driving here. Nature's happening. If you were to drive where a sheet app is right now, (laughs) that's how that happened. That is an embarrassment. Because you could think, oh, yeah, if somebody drove through a flooded plane, of course, that's their fault. Mm. But driving in the rain and your car died because it, intake, it it took on too much water into the air intake and it came into the engine. And now it's like, all right, here, I'm the pistons. Oh, here's water. Uh, uh, okay, I'm going to stop. All right, you try to crank the engine again. I can't go anywhere. Sorry. Yeah. So, Dude, that's awful. That's awful. Yeah, so like, reliability reliability would be a very big problem for Mercedes in a 24-hour race. Yeah, it sounds like it. And like and it rains a lot. I know, in I know if I remember correctly, Ferrari Ferrari does have at least something at Le Mans. Yeah, they 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 used to be a powerhouse in the early uh, 60s. I know I know that at the very least they they have something still at Le Mans. Whether it be you know, no matter no matter the class, they're at least trying to do something. But if you look at Mercedes, Mercs are best known, in my opinion, Mercs are best known in Europe. And in Europe, they're best known, and, and this is after talking to multiple Europeans, Mercs are best known for F1 because they used to be so good before the, before the, uh, the new rules when it comes to body shape and, you know, they're longer. They had they were able to actually produce more overall downforce than a Red Bull. Red Bull's killing it right now when it comes to just pure performance, mm-hmm. solely because of the new rake rules. I don't know how they're actually doing race wise, but they're just killing it right now. They, their lead, their mm-hmm. number one driver, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Max Verstappen or Verstappen, however you want to pronounce his last name, mm-hmm. um, is leading the drivers' championship. Somebody's actually beating Lewis Hamilton for once. Lewis Hamilton drives for who? Mercedes. Okay. Lewis Hamilton has won seven consecutive, or no, sorry, not seven consecutive, a total of seven, and he's won. So he's he's the he's the Armstrong. He's basically he's the Armstrong. He's the Michael Schumacher. Um, I don't know if you heard of Michael Schumacher, uh, another famous uh, Formula One. Uh, who's what? another? The New York Yankees of the he's late. The New York Yankees. The New York Yankees of the late two thousands. The Yankees. Yeah, there you go. He's the Yan- he's the Yankees of the of, of the thirties of, of Formula One, of Formula One. It's in driving, but it's you know Mercedes performance wise, super suffering. And anytime their drivers end up in the field, you know, in the middle of the field for whatever reason, their drivers are good. 
I don't feel like oh, anybody can deny this. Oh, yes. even, even me not knowing it, even me watching the small bit of the sport that I have, I know that they're very good. And I know that there's very little parity in the sport, partially because of the drivers. The driver, you know, the drivers are who they are and they're good for a reason. They drive for who they do for a reason. But at the same time, their manufacturer, their team that they drive for, is a huge, huge thing because Mercedes has the worst cooling system in the sport. And I will challenge anybody who knows more about this sport to prove me wrong, mainly because I'd love to be proven wrong and actually learn more about it. But at the same time, how many top teams suddenly go from being, you know, absolute the top, they're always leading the field, to holy shit lewis hamilton who has won seven titles is losing and we don't know why if you don't know why you do know why people listening on spotify and the podcast can't see me grinning here i'm grinning because (laughs) i actually have an example you said who can go from the top and just be straight bottom you've watched any of a formula one drive to survive on netflix you will quickly realize or if you are a new fan and you've watched it you will know if you are an old fan like you watched formula one in like the early 2000s and and still now you will also know williams f1 williams f1 have you ever heard of juan pablo montoya i've heard the name he is a he's a motorsports driver he started out in formula one then he went to nascar and then he went to uh, IndyCar. I think he's currently in IndyCar right now. Um, IndyCar has more parity than F1. And oh, I've course. enjoyed watching IndyCar way more than I in, like watching F1. Dude, I F1, will say that. F1 drivers are moving to IndyCar. Jimmy Johnson moved to IndyCar. Jimmy Johnson, I used to to like, IndyCar? Jimmy Johnson used to be the only NASCAR driver that I ever liked. Why? Well, because he went from having no beard to a beard to no beard, and he was always very fun <laughs> Very fun for that reason. <laughs> Jimmy Johnson is the equivalent of like basically Lewis Hamilton right now also. Seven championships. Um, but Jimmy Johnson is the equivalent of quite literally Kobe Bryant. He did it, and you know he did it. And now he sucks. Yeah, very much like Kobe. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> rest in peace. Well, Kobe, you move to but, a you move to a different sport, but yeah, but no, if, uh, IndyCar definitely has more parity. But oh yeah, uh, like Williams F one, Williams F one, Juan Pablo Montoya was their, their, their driver that I know. Williams F one won a championship in I believe nineteen ninety seven. I don't, I could be wrong. I very, very could be wrong. They won, a, uh, they won the Drivers and the, I believe they won the Constructors Championship too. There are two championships in Formula 1. There's the Drivers Championship and there's the Constructors Championship. The Constructors Championship is basically, hey, you get point Because each team has two cars, even, even though the driver could be, hey, he's gotten the most amount of points, your second driver could also have some a significant amount of points also. And they add the two points and that goes to the Constructor, the team, basically. Williams was at the top of their game. Williams was at the top of the game in the early 2000s. Uh, in the past five or six years, maybe even more, uh, they've been at the very bottom, scoring zero points. 
Zero. You can score zero points in Formula One because only the top 10 score points. Not a single driver during like two of those seasons, I believe it was, scored a single top 10. So when you talk about teams falling apart, Williams is the big example. Williams was was so bad because Williams comes from the person who started the name. And then their their descendants uh, ran it. Williams was so bad that there's absolutely nobody from the family in, in it running it anymore. That's sad. That's that's honestly sad. Like it's, it is literally a Ferrari running Ferrari still. And I don't mean the company. I mean the race team. You're correct. That's that's bad because the Ferraris said that they were going to stay out of the Ferrari race team. And they haven't <laughs> won a they haven't won a world championship since Michael Shu or no, Kimi Raikkonen I believe it was. Kimi Raikkonen in 2007. That was the yeah, last, but it, time, that yeah, was the last time Formula at the bottom. That was the last time Formula or Ferrari won a Formula One championship from any of the as long as as long as Ferrari's not at the bottom, I'm sure they're happy because at the end of the day, Ferrari's still sell, selling a of course. Of cars. Oh yeah, you know people, the casual, the layman, are, they know Ferrari. They know Ferrari, and if they're gonna watch Formula One, they're gonna see the red car and be like, ah, I'm a fan of that car. Why? Because it's it's a Ferrari. You know. It's either Ferrari or Red Bull. I I can guarantee you. Nah, I would say Mercedes now, because clout. Ooh, clout, clout, clout. Red Bull has Red Red Bull has more clout in America than Mercedes does. Worldwide, though, Mercedes. Have you ever heard of Tyler Ninja Blevins? Yeah, that's what I thought. I haven't heard anything about he's done anything he's done with Red Bull, but you know, he's literally sponsored by them. You know, he's on he. Yeah, that's that's who like his sponsor is. He doesn't have a team. He has Red Bull. Didn't know that. Yeah, you. There. Hey, man, guy makes so many millions of but dollars he, a year. He caters more to kids, though. Kids he did. Be. He he did. Now he doesn't anymore. He's back to being toxic ninja again. Ah, uh, well. Because Fortnite's know. dead. No, he, he now he plays League. Now he plays League of Legends, and his top and his topless wife brings him sandwiches unasked for. How's your day going? <laughs> you probably didn't see that tweet, did you? No. I'm sorry. Dude, I have t- no idea dude, what you're t- about. Tyler Ninja Blevins. You always have to say that whole thing when oh, you refer God. to him. I, I don't even know if I want to continue this conversation. Tyler Ninja know. Blevins has gone off the rails in the past year. What it started with the NFL kicker tweet. It's like, I don't know how NFL teams sign kickers that just miss field goals. Like, it can't be that hard. And then he like became a living questionnaire. What was your favorite video game that got you into gaming? Mine was Halo. Okay, yeah, we know you were a Halo pro, dude. You played for Cloud9. Cool. Good shit. <laughs> you know, and then he's back to being Toxic Ninja on Twitch where he's yelling at kids in League of Legends. <laughs> <laughs> I am, but he is the face of Red Bull I, I'm, when I'm, it comes to the domestic audience. And if you tune into Formula One, I can almost guarantee you, you will recognize, or I shouldn't say you, but the average per- person will recognize two names: Ford versus Ferrari and Batman beat those silly. <laughs> yeah, yep. Circle Hurt just put in chat. I saw Ford versus Ferrari. 
I can't. I would do it in his voice, but I can't do his voice, unfortunately. Is it? No, I'll do it in his voice. I saw Ford versus Ferrari and Batman beat those That's silly nothing. Italian horse in the Joker. That is nothing like Circle Herc, and you probably now, ins- we we you will let prob- him be the judge. You have probably insulted our audience. <laughs> Thank you very much for that. I, I appreciate- lost our one viewer. Actually, we got five at the moment currently, which is Damn, you know look still at us. we're popping off. Considering considering that we're talking about <laughs> okay, I guess I guess that is it's that like is- I'm looking at. A- Looking, but uh, who knows what's up? But hey, that sight is different than sound. So the dude knows what's up. Uh, Considering that we're talking about motorsport, though, and most of your Twitter audience doesn't care about motorsports, and most of the people that I know, actually, most people don't know me, so it doesn't really matter. Um, So considering that we have five years currently, right now is is uh, is an achievement for now. Most people don't care about motorsports in America, mainly because it's just NASCAR has such a it's it's alienated its audience by a, like by a large margin. You are genuinely. true. You're you're actually true with that. The because amount of people, the amount of people last season, you know, when the season got canceled, and I, this made national news. Have you did you hear about the noose? Did you know about the Do you know about the noose incident? Do I know about the news? I mean, I've no, heard of news, it. Not news. The noose. N o o s e. Oh, with, uh, what's his name, Bubba? Bubba Wallace. Yeah, Bubba Wallace. So he is NASCAR's, I believe, only African-American driver. Only African-American driver. driver right now. And there and was he a drives for Michael Jordan. He drives for Michael Jordan because Michael Jordan owns a, race, a NASCAR team. Is he a part owner or the owner? He's part owner. I was about to say, there's no way that he's a full owner of anything except for Charlotte. <laughs> but he's, he actually, you know, he actually does pay attention to NASCAR. He actually has... He watches watch NASCAR and goes to the race. Well he's, well, he's from the South. Yeah. But anyway, um, the amount of people that were, because, you know, this whole thing, it was a really big deal. Like, it was a picture of a, it, it was a literal noose. Now, during during the time period of, during the pandemic, I want to I make this clear. As you hear my chair continuing to break more. Um, the drivers were not allowed to go back in the garage area to, you know, for COVID mitigation efforts. It was a crew member in the Formula One world. They called these people an engineer, but uh, it was a crew member uh, found this, what they perceived to be a, a noose, and it was the garage pole rope. Uh, I don't know if anybody has garage pole ropes anymore, but, you know. Um, oh, yeah. Most most people with automated garage doors do just because that's the... No, the, safe, the safety mechanism, yeah, if, if you can't. Because it, if the like, we, like we just got our entire uh, automated... Uh, system replaced and so we had used the pole rope for months yeah so okay so you know it the pole uh, rope was tied into a noose for why what? who who knows why and this was this happened at a track in uh a good old good old alabama um tuscaloosa right no um the track was Talladega, but I don't think the track is actually uh, in Talladega, Alabama. Like, actually, the no. city of it. Just like how Chicago Land Speedway is not in Chicago, it's actually in Joliet. Well, that's it. still in Chicago Land. It's actually in Chicago Land. Where's another one I can think of? Um, it's kind of Indianapolis. It's kinda, it's, Indianapolis it's, Motor Speedway is not in Indianapolis. It's in Speedway, Indiana. So it's kind of like how Arkansas plays a game that's not in Little Rock, or that is in Little Rock. Sorry. So because what is it? The university's in I have no idea. 
Razorbacks. The university's in a, the university's in another town, but they play one one game a year in Little Rock, which isn't where the university is. It's weird as shit. It really okay. is. But so going back to going back to to this story that happened in Alabama last year for NASCAR, you know, it was a crew member. Let, let's. I, I'm trying to hammer that in your guys' heads. Crew member found it. Drivers aren't allowed in the in the garage. I'm going to repeat that. Crew member found it. Driver not allowed in the garage area. Crew member found this in the garage area. It sparked outrage by normal people. Normal people, and so like, and also a part of uh, a part. Of, a lot of the drivers were disturbed by this, and it was the driver because it happened to the only African American driver in NASCAR. Uh, news outlets picked it up and everything, and every everybody was you know was. Basically, the morning of the NASCAR race, before it actually happened, the Sunday morning, you know, every driver stood in in solidarity, unity, arm in arm, down the long pit road because it's a super speedway. It's a two point six six mile speedway. Um, during down the long road, like basically, just in, in to show unity, to show unity. It and it turns out, you know, it, this was really bad. It was so bad the that the FBI was called in to investigate. Why was there a noose there? Why or why was there a rope tied into a noose for the only African-American driver? It turns out after an investigation that it had been tied that way the season before also. There was video evidence that it was that way. Again, it wasn't, and you know, the garages are randomly assigned. So Bubba Wallace was not in that same garage last season. Why was it tied into that way? I have no clue. I really have no clue. But basically, okay, we get it. We get it. All right. You know, it was a weird accident that for some reason happened and shouldn't have happened. But keep in mind, again, again, I'm going to hammer it into your head. A crew member found it. Drivers were not allowed in the garage. After this news comes out that it was a false alarm... You guessed it. The hardcore NASCAR people are like, oh, this dude's just virtue signaling. Oh, he's just doing it because he's black. Oh, man, he's bubble smullet, you know, faking it and everything. He's just doing it to play off of the Black Lives Matter movement. Blah, 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 blah. Bubble I don't know what they're calling him, dude. They they had some weird <laughs> nicknames for him. I don't know. <laughs> I, they they really had some weird nicknames. You can just look it up on Twitter. It's, well, it's, I could I I could totally see it. it the it, hardcore NASCAR crew is definitely the same crew that'd be like, my rights are being disturbed by masks. It's oh yeah, it, it's bad. And you know, this year, also what happened? I want to make this clear too. Also, what happened during the pandemic last year was Kyle Larson. You know, everybody in Iowa knows who Kyle Larson is. Or, I know or, who sorry. Kyle Larson is. People people in motorsport in Iowa know. People in Knoxville know. Knoxville, Iowa know who Kyle Larson is. Really good. People who excellent. like dirt racing. Ex- yes. Excellent, excellent dirt driver. Excellent dirt racer. The, he's probably, he, I would argue, not knowing anything about, you know, NASCAR and all that stuff. I would argue that outside of Formula One, because I, I believe that Formula One has the best drivers in the world for I what they do. That. I would agree with that. I f- firmly believe that Kyle Larson is the best race car driver outside of Formula One. And it does not matter if it's asphalt, 
or dirt. I would also agree with that statement. He's a very, very, very good driver. Because he does win. I don't remember what the lowest level of NASCAR is. Literally finishes top 10. He he finishes top 10 in those races, which are the only ones that he's really allowed in anymore, apparently. As well as, I mean, whatever level, whatever the lowest level he's allowed in. He, 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 races, he, he races cup. Does he? Yeah, he races the top series. And he actually won like four races in a row. He won I an entire he, month's worth of races. Because Connor Ferguson would be able to explain it way, way, way better than I can. But he wins every dirt race he races. Yes. It's literally not fair that he's allowed to race dirt races. This, as this, well as he'll go into a NASCAR series and he'll finish top 10. Which is absolutely insane with a blood with a with a a blood alcohol level of like what what was it like I don't I don't know anything about this his BAC was like point oh eight when he when he was leaving the when he was leaving uh, or no point oh five I think when he was leaving you know after celebrating his win at Knoxville Nationals you know he didn't drive he's a smart dude smart enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I'll get to that. And I, yeah, I really, I really, really want to get to this. I really want to get to this. Kyle Larson last season, uh, when you know everything, what, motorsports stopped. They decided to do esports. They and and yeah. what Kyle Larson did during a, a, a non televised. It was non televised, but another driver was streaming it on Twitch. He decides to go. Hey, can you hear me? Can you hear me? You can't hear me. Hey, gamer word. Ooh, yeah. Saying the gamer word's not not good. As a hey, but I will say this: he's behind Morgan Wallen when it comes to saying the gamer word. So, but guess how many fans he got from saying the gamer word? They definitely went up. All the people that hated Bubba Wallace for quote quote virtue signaling with the news incident. Did not have a problem and actually quite actually enjoyed it when Kyle Larson dropped the game reward. As a result of Kyle Larson getting dropped or dropping the game reward, he his team at the time Ganassi uh, Racing. I don't know if it's Ganassi Racing or Ganassi Motorsports. Uh, dropped him. Fired him. Yeah, because one um, his his primary sponsor, Time Credit One Bank, said, "Uh-uh, we can't deal with that." Target said, no, I'll pass. Chevy. He was, he was driving the Target car? He was driving Target also. Dude, uh, I literally have the Target car as like a little itty bitty thing from a box of Cheerios, I think. It depends on what year. Because if it if it's like late 2000s, early 2010s, you might have Juan Pablo Montoya. It was, well, I mean, it, it wasn't Kyle Larson. It was definitely wasn't Kyle Larson. But it was, I want to say it was a box of Lucky Charms. No, not Lucky Charms, because Lucky Charms had uh, their own car. Definitely Cheerios. Definitely a box of Cheerios. Back when uh, whatever the company that produces those... Uh, General Mills. Yeah, General Mills. General Mills back in the day used to sponsor a lot of NASCAR uh, teams, I know. And they... Yeah, they had... I think Cheerios had a car, too. It was like blue and... It was light blue, I think. They had a cheerio cars in the late nineties. I don't think they, or yeah, they had they had actually they had one in the early two thousands also. Uh, but number, it, number but forty, they, uh, number forty three card. Forty three, yeah, it was light. It was light blue, mm-hmm. light blue, and John John Andretti, yellow. But uh, 
yeah, the Target car was in there because it was. It, I think they had a partnership with General Mills or something like that. So they were like, yeah, you can throw that in there. And I had that car. And Kyle Larson drove the Target car? He drove the Target car from 2016, I want to say, 2016 to 20, early 2020. And that's when that's, that's when he dropped the game reward. And so every, all of his sponsors were like, even Chevy, his the manufacturer he drives for, Chevy was like, yeah, I'd, I'd really want to not sponsor this guy. Yeah, I, I feel that. So he was basically pushed out of NASCAR, but, you know, all the hardcore, the super, super, super hardcore, let's call them traditionalist, um, mm-hmm. supported him all the way through and loved him and didn't see a problem with what he did. And we're just like, yeah, yeah, he needs to get back into NASCAR. You know, NASCAR's pushing this bubble wall, this guy too far. He's pushing, they're pushing, you know, like a WWE push, you know, they're, they're pushing him to the top. Like, oh man, Pushing Bubba Wallace guy to the top. He no talent. Gamer word because they probably would. They probably do. People call Lewis Hamilton the gamer word. Yeah. And yeah. these are actual no, Europeans. I, I believe these it. are Europeans because you know racism exists everywhere. Why? Wait, they say that gamer word. They do. If you, I didn't know that if, Europeans actually said that word. Yeah, That's there was the the British after the British Grand Prix. Or a Grand Prix. I don't know how you actually say it. Um, Dude, that's wild. Yeah, there was a there was a Formula One incident that happened between Red Bull and Mercedes. Uh, Max Verstappen and Lewis Hamilton. British Grand, British Grand Prix happened this year, yeah? Yep. It actually happened about... Well, they're on... They're, they're, by the way, if you wanted... Since we're talking about Formula One. Uh, Belgian Grand Prix uh, this Sunday. Uh, so, there you go. There's something for you to no, watch. No, I'm not. I'm not gonna watch it. There's something for you to watch. You want you don't want to you know you don't want to know what happens with Red Bull and Mercedes between them. You don't know what Red happens. Red Bull's gonna beat Mercedes. I can guarantee it because Red Bull because Mercedes Red Bull's a better is car. Gonna, Red Bull has a better car. Mercedes. Oh yeah, and and it's entirely because of rake. Literally that one thing on top of the new tire changes. I haven't even talked about the tire changes. Oh my god, back in 2018. Yeah, back in 2018 they said 2021 season we're going to start seeing tire changes. They made the uh they made all of the tires smaller in the front okay not a big deal but then they said that the tire the tire diameter itself in the back had to be also smaller so the tire is just as wide but it's in the back thinner in the front and then in the back the tire is smaller so the wheel is bigger which actually helps Pirelli quite a bit. Pirelli, because Pirelli has the contract. Everybody knew that Pirelli was going to have the contract three years ago, apparently. Learned that. I'm like, who the fuck is Pirelli? Pirelli can now use that to actually market their performance tires better, which the funniest joke that I've ever heard about tires was, um, I, I I feel bad for the Pirelli PR guy because he's going to have to answer questions such as, Will this tire wear down after 100 kilometers on my BMW just like it does on that Mercedes F1 car? <laughs> they probably already get issues like that because there was actually a joke about Pirelli. Um, this was back in the early 2010s when I was still watching Formula 1. It was the British Grand Prix. Oh, look at that. British Grand Prix, Silverstone. A lot of ti- or a lot of Pirelli because they used Pirelli back then. They, they haven't, they've, used, but they've been using Pirellis for a while. Um, I think the last tire manufacturer they had was... Uh, Michelin and uh, Bridgestone. Um, 
But Bridge Bridgestone's European, I think, right? Yeah, Bridgestone's European. Yeah. Firestone is a division of Bridgestone, but it's the American version. Just like how Acura Acura I is do a like Firestone. Of... I like Firestone tires. They're nice. Uh, They're yeah. not what I would choose. The personally. last I would choose. The last I would choose Goodyear personally, but the last Firestone tires that I've ever I've had did not do well. Um, well, you under, know what? Under, Maybe under you no- just suck at driving under normal driving conditions. Ah, so in other words, you curb checked a lot, and uh, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm a good driver. Come on, <laughs> good responsible driver. No, I, I was the one who took you to 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 the parties to get drunk. Well, one. Okay, one party to get. I don't drunk. think I I don't think I drank at that party actually. I I took you to Hilton also sometimes. Um, D- yes. But but anyway, um, <laughs> but th- there's this uh, there was this joke that happened because during the British Grand Prix. A lot of Pirelli tires exploded or popped or what, what, in in Formula One terms they call it. Oh, he's got a puncture. They call it puncture. Um, and Top Gear, you know, back when Top Gear was good, um, they said, uh, you know, you know the Stig, right? You've, you've seen Top Gear, the Stig. Uh, I've seen some Top Gear. He's, he's the guy with the. Never white... been a big fan of Top Gear personally. He's well, any. Any Top Gear past 2016 is not going to be good, but um, he's the guy with the, he's the, they're basically dedicated racing driver. He doesn't have a personality; they just, they just call him the Stig. And uh, he was like uh, Jeremy Clarkson said, made a joke about it. Said some say the Stig used pearly condoms and has eight children now because of how yeah. many tires popped and everything and had holes in them. But, that's funny. But anyway, yeah. So Formula One, uh, since you were on top of it, they end their summer break um, this weekend. So uh, there you go. If you want to watch some in the U.S., you're not going to like this. But on the in the U.S., F1 has a contract with ESPN. But but it's not only ESPN is broadcasting it. They use the actual official F1 feed. So basically, the <laughs> same. The same feed that the Europeans see also. So it's actually good commentating and good coverage. Um, and people that know what they're talking about. But the thing but the thing with all of that, you know, the front tires are going to see a lot more wear a lot quicker. Because they're thinner, which means that they're not going to be able to diffuse the heat as well. So they're going to get hotter faster. So it means that they're going to oxidize faster, which means that they're going to wear faster. Easy, right? You know, that, that, that's very basic stuff. But then it's the back tires that make everything interesting in Formula One. The back tires are what really, like, kill drivers. I, genuine, I genuinely believe that. After watching so many things where it ends up that they either... Where it is, ends up that they understeer coming off of a curve where they have to go over a curb. Right? The curbs in F1 are small. And if I remember correctly, I read I read that the curbs in F1 are mostly to let the driver know that they are there. They're not to create like a differentiation between a street and a sidewalk or a street and the edge. It's to let the driver know, hey, you need to make sure that you're watching where you're going so that you're still on the track. Yeah. There, how true that is? Curbs are there the, to basically... Say, hey, you can run over these at your own risk because in 
in open wheeled cars, um, from my experience in simulators, I have never actually driven an actual like go kart over a curb or anything like that. But I've driven a go kart over a curb in Gran Turismo, which is enough of a simulator not too much but enough of a simulator to know that hey if you have something a very low suspension car driving over this bumpy curb you're gonna have a bad time and that's where the tire size comes in as opposed to wheel size the bigger the back the bigger the tire the squishier it's going to be literally by definition that's how it is. My girlfriend says that she is sleepy and she is going to bed. I love you, dear, and I wish you good night. I'll call you after we're done. But oh, he said he bit, loves her. Oh, can I we get? Know, can, we get can we get an awe in chat, please? Can we, can we get some hearts in chat, boys? Can we get some um, donuts and and, <laughs> and and whatever? But like, so the bigger, so the thicker the tire itself. So. The squishier it's going to be, which legitimately takes a lot of the load off of suspension. You can have stiffer suspension, which technically a stiff suspension is good. I, I like and and people that know and care about cars and motorsports more than I do know about this. I haven't one hundred percent learned about the physics of suspension and how it really affects the car. Stiff, but I do know that the stiffer a the stiff, suspension to a point, the better it is. Let, let me tell you this: a stiff suspension is good for a racetrack that is very flat and smooth. So an so an F one track F one track you want a stiff suspension, okay. So to a point, a sti- the stiffer the suspension, the better. Obviously, if you have a suspension that's just like a rod, that's not it's not good. No, duh. But th- so since the tire since the tires are getting thinner and the wheels are getting bigger, you have to have a softer suspension, and that's going to actually it's going to help engineers quite a bit. Because the tweaks that they make are going to be considerably more substantial. And they're going to feel more substantial. And that makes their job better. Doesn't make it easier, makes it harder, but it makes it better, in my opinion. Circle Herc, I'm sorry I don't have Nintendo online, but I can I can I'm pretty oh, dude, sick. Yo, Circle Herc, DM me your Nintendo ID, dude. Let's hit it. My and- my Nintendo ID is probably just um the same name as my channel name. It's a, it's a it's a friend code. Yo, DM me oh, your friend it, oh, code, yeah, man. Mind. Yo, every everybody DM me your friend code on Twitter at Skeedap, and let's freaking ride on Mario Kart, dude. Let's bomb some sake and <laughs> knock some Vosh, dude. You know, when you were talking about F1, you, you talk about F1. I was on the bus when you told me that. You know, I, I was on campus when you said that if you have a t- you have a topic for today, and then I was on the bus when you said that. We want to talk about F1. I was completely shocked, like Pikachu shocked. Um, <laughs> um, like this dude wants to talk about motorsport today. He's Jason's walking around like he's just like, well, you couldn't see my face because I'm wearing a mask on the bus. You know, right. a national government uh, mandate uh, for buses. Um, yes, join our dis- Discord, please. Ooh, um, but um, I was like, man. It's kind of convenient, though, because there were so many times over the last week and the week before I thought about, hmm, maybe I should stream some F1 because I've been playing a lot of F1 2020. And that's how I've learned a lot in a very quick span because, you know, like I said, I used to watch in early 2010s, lost it. I actually just completely stopped watching a lot of forms of sport or motorsport in the mid-2010s and, and 
up until like maybe 2018. Um, and so me picking up F1 2020, playing the game, the new game is out, F1 2021, and also watching on Netflix, Formula One Drive to Survive. Formula One Drive to Survive, I really recommend it because it very makes it, it makes it very accessible to you know, the I'm going to interrupt real, I'm going to interrupt real quick. Because I'm going to go Pete. You continue your story, but I'm going to go Pete real quick. I will continue my story. So I recommend to both you, both Skidap and everybody else, um, if you have Netflix, uh, Formula One Drive to, Drive to Survive uh, has three seasons out on Netflix. And it's you really don't need to know anything about Formula One to, to watch it because it's kind of like a kind of like a reality show almost. Um, they, they talk a... Uh, Use standards across the board because I'm boring but scrappy. Not entirely. Oh, I, I know what you're talking about for Mario Kart. Hey, dude, I kind of use that also. I use standard. Standard. Uh, the only thing I use for. I think the only thing I modify to the tires is use rollers. Um, but Formula One drive to, drive to survive. I can't say it, man. Um, I've had a lot of long days this week. Um, it. That's been. I'm. I'm really hoping if Skidap wants to continue his knowledge about Formula One, he's been learning a lot. It sounds like he's been learning a lot more about the physics side of it, which you know is a very complex topic because Formula One machines are very complex machines. Like I said, they cost. I want to say a car maybe costs fourteen million dollars to produce. I really. I. It's. It's expensive. This is why. Um, Prices to attend a Formula One race are so expensive. The only Formula One race that are, is that we have in the United States is down in Austin, Texas. And I remember in the early 2010s, my brother and I were looking about maybe going down there until we saw the ticket prices, which were, yeah, not anything feasible. I believe the lowest price ticket was probably $300. But, you know, I could be wrong. It's It's been a while. It's been a, close to 10 years since I, you know, I actually looked. But... um. It's, these things are very, and I like motorsport just because I grew up on motorsport. Also, um, I, I grew up playing and watch playing NASCAR game and watching NASCAR games. And I think another another one another, another big game crucial to my love of motorsports was actually Grand Turismo Two. As Skeet Up comes back from his uh, wonderful tinkle, um, Grand Turismo 2 is a game from 99, 98. I don't remember exactly. I think it was 98. Uh, very foundational into uh, my interest in cars and everything like that. But uh, Skidap, welcome back. I was just telling people about Formula One Drive to Survive, which I think you should you should take a look at, take a peek at, because really you don't need to know anything about Formula One to watch it. Um, they basically teach you everything. That's how I picked it up again. I picked up Formula One again because I decided I'm going to watch Formula One Drive to Survive and... I was like, dang, like, oh, okay, this is what's going on. It really, it was really a, uh, an up to speed on, mm. on what I'll, I've all missed because it covers that entire season. It covers the previous season. And they, they got renewed just announced today. I believe it was that they're going to be making a season four for next season. So it will be based off of the 2021 season. So, and I guarantee you the British Grand Prix between uh, Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen, that's probably going to be one of the episodes. But I think you should keep a lookout on it. Probably be out early 2022 is be my guess. Y'all see my new jersey? 
guys. Okay, okay. I, I, I want to get into this because this is has nothing to do with Formula One. Has nothing to do with any motorsports. Let's let's make this. The la- this. Let's make this the last topic of the day. We'll we'll, we'll end on on this. We. This is a very good last topic. So okay. So music is something that's very important. Also, me. hold on. I want to. I like when you come back. We regained our two viewers that we lost. So now we're back to five. So you care. You do carry the show. Don't don't lie. Nah, not even true, dude. My piss killed us. Anyway. So music is very important to me. It's something that like matters a lot to me. It's something that I use to kind of match my mood, and it usually tends to bring me out of either a, it tends to bring me out of a funk, or it tends to kind of bring me down. You know, I listen to sad music when I'm sad, and suddenly I'm happy again. I listen to uh, looks like old school Astros with Zeppelin, dude. This this jersey's sick. You know, I listen to hype music when I'm hyped up. It tends to kind of ground me a little bit more, you know, because there's no music that can ever match the levels of hype that I will reach ever. <laughs> but one of my favorite artists is dead. Um, that's nothing new to me. Uh, my favorite artist of all time uh, broke up. <sighs> Shit. Damn. My current favorite active artist. <laughs> I love EDM. I love dance music, right? Because I love how accessible it is. Jason over here actually made our theme song. You know, the, the lovely music that you heard during our intro and the lovely music that you hear during our outro was made by Jason. Would you say that music's very accessible today, Jason? Extremely, extremely. Uh, both, And it all has to do with the advent of computers. electronic music. Yes. Electronic music made on computers. Fruity Loops, uh, Ableton, uh, Logic. Uh, doesn't matter what. Music is accessible these days. You have the money to pay for the program? You can make unlimited music, unlimited sounds. You know, you no longer have to go to school for this kind of thing. You no longer have to spend years learning how to make music. There's even programs to help you mix and master. And so with the advent of electronic music has come artists that don't make enough money off of song and merch sales alone. Sorry, song and ticket sales. So they, they go to merch. And something that electronic artists love are baseball jerseys. Don't know why. Doesn't matter why. They just love them. So this is an exclusive jersey for the artist Alenium. It's from his trilogy concert. Can you hear me? I can still hear you. Yeah, we can still hear you just fine. Okay. It's from his trilogy concert, which sold out Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. You know why that's big? Because they had vaccinated seating and non-vaccinated seating. non-vaccinated seating had a mask required they had security walking around the whole time he sold out allegiant stadium i'm an iowa state fan we play unlv this year in vegas they play at allegiant that's huge the front pretty sick has his phoenix has his logo which is also a phoenix this is sick the back is also sick take off my headphones so i won't be able to hear you it's got his name Millennium. It's got his logo from his last album, Ascend, right there. It's got fireworks because it's a celebration. Guys, 
this is the pinnacle of merch. I also have a said the sky baseball jersey, which I've worn multiple times. Millennium's number three because uh, of the tri- whole trilogy idea, which he had come up with uh, when he was making his first three albums. He came out with Fallen Embers on July uh, 16th, by the way, guys. Listen to it. It's insane. Um, Sky is number nine. I don't know why, but it, you know, I have his anti-Sad Boy, Sad Boy Club jersey. Because three times three is nine. That's why. Sure. We'll go with that. But like all of that kind of stuff, absolutely sick. How do I like the Hawkeye ISU black jersey I got? Good quality. You know, it's, it's all right. It genuinely feels similar to the quality, similar to this. And this is a very high quality jersey. Um, a lot smoother. It's not as fibrous, which I prefer the more fibrous feel because it feels a lot sturdier. But it is good enough that I would say it's a fun buy. If you find a player that you like and buy one of those, it's fun. It's worth the, I spent like 35 bucks on the Kanae Nwangu jersey. And I'm planning on buying a Dylan Saner one here soon just because it's really funny. It's a great novelty item. You're right. Because it says, um, I think I wore it for an episode. You did. Yeah. It says, Cy- yeah. it says, uh, what, what did it say? Cyclones. I think it has Cyclones. And then it has the Tiger Hawk. And it had the Big 12 the logo. Collar, the Big 12 logo. It has the, it has the Fiesta Bowl logo on it, but it's a, like a PNG so it's super pixelated like jerseys are such a fun fun thing NBA jerseys are super fun to have baseball jerseys are insane and I tell you what guys if you ever find a music artist that you like and they're selling merch and you see that they're selling a jersey buy it because it supports them even more directly than buying their album does because nobody takes a cut if they're selling it through their own site, they're getting a majority of what's of what's being spent on that. And it's some and you know, it's something that's just absolutely immeasurable to I don't know how many artists. I was talking to um oh, I don't even remember who. Some I was talking to some artist just randomly. I don't remember how I got into it. And they I was like, you know, how how does somebody support small uh, small artists like that? You know, like you. And he goes, buy our merch, man. We get, you know, we get most of that. It's it, he he goes. It's literally like an insane feeling. But I get a notification like some, you know, somebody bought this item, somebody bought that item. You know, and somebody like Alenium, Alenium's huge now. I assume that you've never heard of him. Uh, you'd never heard of him unless I've brought him up before, Jason, right? Yeah, the uh, as far as like electronic music, uh, not super well versed on any of the newer artists. Um, you know, but Alenium sold out Allegiant Stadium. That is like, I think he he was able to have like eighty thousand people. There were no tickets available for his show. Sold out. He headlined Lollapalooza. He headlined the Bud Light stage, which is the big stage. Not only that, 
he headlined he headlined the same night that Steve Aoki was playing. And if you don't know Steve Aoki, you've never listened to any music in the last 10 years. <laughs> I, I think of Steve Aoki as, as the, the 2010s Timbaland. He like, is... Like Timbaland, the, Timbaland was big in the 2000s. Like He was the big producer, artist kind of thing. And then Steve Aoki was kind of that person also in... He was, and then he was. He's very big in Korea right now because he does a lot of work with uh, BTS because Steve Aoki is uh, Asian. I I can't remember if he's Korean or not. But to headline the same night that Steve Aoki is on a night that's full of massive EDM artists. And Steve Aoki is probably one of the best performers that I've ever had the pleasure of viewing. I I watched his Lollapalooza set on Hulu, and I was just enamored. With how he performed. It was incredible. Um, but then. Elenium's also going to be. Performing. At the LCS World. Or at the uh, LCS. At the uh, League of Legends World Championships. You guys know how big League of Legends is? 100 million viewers. At the 2020. Grand Finals. For the World Championships. It's a lot. 100 million people watch that one game of the most boring MOBA to ever exist. That's with Dr. that's with Heroes of the Storm. Dr. Sai's going to get mix. mad at you. I, Dr. Sai's got issues with League of Legends right now. I'll tell you what. He's, he's had issues because their player base sucks, dude. But like... That's huge. The guy's just been absolutely destroying it. He played at Red Rocks the other day. He had a limited... He... What was it? Two years ago, he had a limited edition jersey for the last time he played at Red Rocks for a major like festival. And that's worth $300 now. Like, it's worth $300. People are buying them for $300. Guy's blown up. And it makes my heart like so happy because I love his music. It's the, it's the right combination between sad and happy it's the right combination between loud and soft it's but if you find an artist that you want to support buy their merch doesn't matter how big how small i i fully i fully support buying buying merch of music artists tell you what and with that it's time to end tonight jason i know we talked about Actually, we didn't talk about a whole lot tonight. Tonight was probably our most organized episode that we've ever had, which is very unfortunate. But you got any final thoughts? Uh, final thoughts. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't get to be able to talk to you about this before the show, but um, I think it's very imperative uh, and very important that um, you guys follow Skidap on his Twitch channel too at uh, Skidap TV, right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's it's very, I, and I say this for a, a really important reason, a really legitimate reason. Um, so, uh, or just in this past week, I've been extremely busy. Um, it's only the first week of classes, but I haven't been so much busy with classes. I've been busy with a uh, other things. Um, basically, um, it's looking like that I will be taking a. Um, 
taking a very, very and more important role within the university. Um, um, and at this moment in time, you know, I, everything still planning to go as normal, you know, the content of what we do is not planning to change. You know, I'm still planning to be here when I can and everything like that. However, there's a lot of uncertainty because I don't have really have a set schedule of what we're going to be doing yet. I know a lot of times, you know, the stuff that I have to do with the university is going to be on Wednesdays. Um, but, you know, I don't know if things have to be planned on Thursdays. Basically, it's sounding the role that I might I may most likely it's looking like it's going to happen be taking is that um i may have to travel across the state of iowa around the state of iowa so um you know like i said i i don't plan on going anywhere i don't plan on going anywhere the show does not plan on going anywhere it's really you know it's it, the timing's weird because you know we just started season three we had a lot of things planned and then this new opportunity slash wrench was thrown in the mix um, the reason I say that you need this follow skeet app is just in case I am unable to fulfill my duties as co-host and I feel and you know skeet app needs to move it over to his channel and do an episode um because honestly just because I'm not here and if I, if I'm never, not available and then again I want to say this I have full intentions of being available every single episode that we do every single episode but there's uncertainty right now there's, I mean, every episode that you're on, yeah, you're available. That's kind of how it works, right? Well, just because, you know, just because I'm the one streaming it, which is why I want people, I it's very, very, very important that you go and follow and put notifications on on, on Finn's Twitch channel, at TV, just in case I am unable to fulfill my duties. You know, I don't have to take on this role as a, whatever I'm going to be doing within the university. I'm not fully disclosing it yet um i don't have to do it but i want to do it because it's a good opportunity i don't have to do this podcast i don't have to stay but i want to i want to do this i want to continue doing this and i will make every effort i can to keep on doing this to keep on managing both and i'm sure it will work out i'm very sure it will work out this is just a worst case scenario i can't make it uh, because I don't want I don't want the show for that week to be canceled just because I can't make it. I would rather Finn have a special guest on Circle Herc. You're a great guest, really, really. You 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 do a very good job of filling in as co-host. Um, in case it needs to be moved over to his channel, so I'm I'm just gonna leave it at that message for you guys because this is really like you guys got it with with everything going on right now. I've had 12-hour days, basically, uh, every single day this weekend. It's just week one of school. Uh, we're figuring out a lot of logistics right now because big. it's a big role. It's a big role. Um, so please, again, I've beaten it down so far. Follow him on Twitch at TV. Put notifications on just in case. Finn, what do you got? I hope I didn't. I hope I didn't, I'm sorry. Jesus, fuck. I'm sorry. How the fuck do I I am so sorry I had to drop that bomb on you, but I just did not Dude, have how time. The to fuck, s- how the fuck do I follow that? No, li- li- like, it's not even like for me. How the fuck do I follow that for them? Jesus fuck. Um, yeah, wow is right, Circle Her. God damn. Mm. Uh, 
don't you go crying on me. Don't don't you guys <laughs> go crying on me. I'm trying to think about what the fuck I want to say. Uh, if you follow me, expect some Dota streams. That'll probably be it for a good while. Dota, maybe Trackmania. If I'm really feeling up to it. Was this because I wore the wig? Yeah, it was, actually. Uh, your dad and I are taking a break, and it's because of you. Sorry. <laughs> okay? Sorry. Um, no, goddamn. I don't know, yeah. F- feel free to follow us on uh, on Twitter. Uh, I'm at SkiDab. Jason is uh, at J underscore Wrangle 33. Uh, feel free to follow us on Twitch. Uh, Crunchbar 30, Twitch.tv slash Crunchbar33 is where we typically have the show apparently it might have to be at twitch.tv slash skidaptv um follow the podcast on twitter at you underqualified we're at we're on youtube just search untitled unqualified that's all i can give you on that we are on every platform that you can think of under the sun and yeah now that's that's really all I got. Stream your favorite artists. Uh, I, stream I, feel, industry, baby. I feel so bad for just uh, dropping this bomb <laughs> of a on on bomb on you because I didn't discuss this with you beforehand just because I didn't have the time in two. It's only the second episode of season three. And Dude, every today's been a fucking wild one for me. I, I, ah, I feel I feel I, I feel I, bad, I, but you know what? I'm gonna do my best to fulfill my duties for both. I've I've vented about it on Twitter, but today's been a wild one for me, goddamn. But anyway. Uh, we appreciate each of every one of you that watched us live. We appreciate everybody that watches us on YouTube, listens to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Deezer, uh, Alexa. Doesn't matter, man. Hell, hell and, watch it. Stream it off of Circle Herc. Circle Herc will just replay our episodes and just speak it, it <laughs> and will speak it. He will speak it to you. Or order or, or your Circle Herc. Order your Circle you Herc OnlyFans. Your, your Circle Herc OnlyFans. Dude, I tell you what, man. The most encouraging thing that i've ever had in my life and, and i and i mean i mean this seriously the most encouraging thing ever was just hearing words of support from people especially circle herc was the first one he tweet he tweets it at me and jason he goes you know watching your guys' uh new year's episode uh, or no I, yeah watching your guys' new year's episode on my tv lol this shit slaps or some whatever he said and you know, I got a I got a DM from Iowa Hoops Dave, and he was, he goes like, "Hey man, you know, I didn't know how to feel about you. I check out your podcast, and like I really enjoyed it. You know, I've had so and we've had I've had so many people that have been like, "Hey man, it was really fun. You know, you guys are just shooting the shit. It felt like I was just listening to two friends talk, and that absolutely means the world to us. We like I said, we appreciate each and every one of you that checks out live." We appreciate each and every one of you that watch us, you know, on our video on demand or now we're on a ton of streaming, you know, streaming services. And I want to, I want to point out a lot of this has to do with Skidap. Skidap has been the driving force. You know, this podcast really would not exist if he hadn't reached out to me at fucking two in the morning or on a Saturday night. I hadn't night been drunk as shit. Yeah. Is he he is the one like who has days. he is the one who has built this podcast basically and the the idea and the and the the um the premise of it um so uh, I like what you know it, it feels wrong for me to say I like what we've built because yes we have built it together 
But foundationally, it wouldn't exist without him. So I do like what he's brought to the table. And I like what he's been able to bring to everybody around the United States because technically we have had people from the, around the United States. We've had somebody from California on the show. We've had people from... Uh, we've had people from the East, haven't we? Have we had people from the East yet? Is Texas in the East? No. Well, okay, so we have from the South. Then. So, so it's been, it's been across... <laughs> the midwest and also in california too so it, it's he's and you know these things skidef's the one who's actually been reaching out for guests too so oh no wait, wait, wait. keith duncan grew up in grew up on the east coast so we're good okay so across, we we do have across yeah, the US, we go all across so, the country so yeah i but, I, I like what we, i look i like what we do and i like what what skidef has done and, and but built last the very last thing that i want to say be on the lookout on our feeds next week because next week huge huge show coming up jason will not be involved in the slightest and i can guarantee you this shit will be insane i have no idea what this is ladies and gentlemen we love each and every one of you and with that roll clones roll credits Finn will definitely see you next week. I probably will too. I, I, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I, I will probably be here again next week. Um, you, you bitches will see me twice. Get fucked. All right. Stuck with me. All right. Roll credits. Let's go. Have a good night, everybody. Could please continue to stay <laughs> safe. Bye bye.